Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today is July 18th of 2023 and this is Q&A podcast number 153. Welcome all of my virtual coaching members. I hope you tune in and listen to this every week. I answer all the questions of the group from the week past and also a topic that is um, kind of what's kind of going on Usually I use something that's going on in the group or something that I think is coming up that might be valuable for people. So um, today I want to welcome new members, Willie from Africa. Uh, TLC Virtual Coaching has been going since August of 2020, so it's been almost three full years. The originally TLC Barrel Horse Training started in the early 90s. But um, the group itself, the virtual coaching, has been going for three years now. So welcome Willie from Africa, our second one international. The other one is from uh, United Kingdom and also Carly from Florida. So uh, love having all the members. I've had almost 290 people sign up, an average of 100 to 120 are in the group at all times, um, paying a monthly fee or annual fee. And... Uh, you get to get one or two videos reviewed a week by me. So you get that one-on-one coaching. I'll review your training or competition videos and give you uh, advice on what to fix and what to work on for homework. And then, of course, you get all the other benefits of the group, like this Q&A podcast weekly, uh, the training videos I put in the uh, Facebook group every week, also the members-only website where everything's organized by topic for about I don't know, about 200 uh, training videos in there. So I want to wish all of our members and their families a safe trip to Youth World in Perry, Georgia. Most of you will be heading out this Saturday for a week-long action-packed fun for the kids with their spirit parades and their um, balloon fights and God knows what else they do um, for the kids. But they have a lot of good times and Um, Mind you guys, while you're there, take extra good care of your horses. They deserve it. Um, We'll talk about that more as the podcast goes. The story I want to share today, my passion has always been horses and barrel racing. But sometimes um, there's things that in our industry that makes me sad. I get sad when I see abuse. I get sad when I see horse trading. Um, and not caring where the horse ends up, um, or people that are unethical and lie, things like that. So there's some ugly parts of the industry, but my purpose and where I just stay tunnel vision, like I rarely know any gossip. I rarely know, know any details of anything going on in the industry because I just don't have time to see it or listen to it. I just kind of stay focused on my business and what I'm doing. So my purpose is teaching. Um, My purpose is teaching better ways to be a personal best with your horse uh, through communication of cues and connection. And that's my main purpose. You could really get caught up in all the other stuff and and all that. And Facebook is a drama field at times. And I choose to just steer clear of all the negativity and focus on the positive. And I, I highly recommend that to anybody that wants to keep the your horses and your barrel racing that brings you joy and happiness my my recommendation is to just stay focused on why you do it because it brings you that happiness and that joy um the topic today is learning by doing not by watching 
And so we're going to get into that today. Um, I can tell you my 30 years of, of teaching and training on just my whole life of doing, um, I'm most people learn by doing, not just watching. And I'll, I'll get more into that as we go. I do want to do a couple of reminders. Um, make sure you let me know if you have a personal best so you can get into the monthly drawing for a free month in the group or one of the other great prizes. Um, when you send me a video, keep your videos three minutes or shorter if possible. And let me know the name of the arena, the horse you're on, the winning time, your time. And um, if you send them on the weekend, they're usually uh, done within one to two days turnaround time. Most of them get done on Monday and Tuesday. I have uh, did a lot already Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and today I'll be doing a few more. So I should be caught up by the end of today. Um, let's see here. Challenges of the uh, challenges for the month. Remember for skill, it's a summer series, loose rein riding and contact riding. This week is going to be all about loose rein woe and rate rate work off of uh, your your seat. So I'll be posting videos for that as well. And uh, mindset is intuition and principles, writing down what your principles are. You know, like mine is ride with heart to always put the heart, horse first, but always give 100% inside and outside the arena. Um, intuition is a big part of, you know, that, that gut feeling you get if something's not right with you or your horse or how you feel about a, a certain run or this or that and starting to really write down your intuition and, and seeing if your gut is right and write down those instincts you have and usually your first instinct is a good one and you should try to follow it so um let's see here all right so let me see what questions we have oh and we already have 11 personal bets for july so that's awesome want to welcome back barbara calhoun and Gigi um in new york barbara in florida y'all are um had, we're time off from uh, injuries and uh, back to competing up in the 1D and 2D level. Super excited for you. Um, what an inspiration. Both ladies are over 60 years old. So that's awesome to have them back on their good horses and, and doing what they love again. So let's see here. The questions we have. My horse refuses to go forward, um, to go forward or to work. Okay. So if your horse is not wanting to go forward or want to work, the first thing I would do is go ahead and look at their foundation or if it's respect, okay? So there can be probably four things, okay? The first thing is the foundation of the horse. How's your groundwork? Do they have a go forward cue that's solid? Um, do they respect you? Will they go left, right, forward, and backwards off a light cue uh, on the ground? If not, start on the ground. And then in the saddle, um, make sure you can do one rein stops and disengage their hindquarters. If they don't want to move out freely after you do that, you may have to increase pressure by not just clucking and, and squeezing with your legs, but you may have to spur a little or, or tap them on the hip with a whip. Um, you know, and keep that forward motion. You might have to keep them mixed up with serpentines and doing figure eights and gradually get further away from the barn or the herd or whatever it is that they don't want to go in the arena or work behind the alleyway and only rest in the alleyway, things like that. So first look at respect and foundation of the horse. The second look at the rider cue. Sometimes riders are pulling back or looking down when they're kicking. Make sure you're looking forward, your reins are forward, make sure you're applying the right amount of 
pressure when to apply and when to back off. You know, quit on a try, but keep adding pressure when they don't try. Um, the third thing is pain. If a horse has got ulcers or bleeding lungs or maybe sore feet or sore joints or body, all those things can cause a horse to not want to go forward or work too. Um, the fourth thing is if the horse was overpressured, maybe you do too many timed events on them, maybe you go too often or go too fast before they were ready. If that's the case, back things off and go back to basics and slow work. Um, you know, work on getting your horse soft and supple, you know, and work on body collection. You know, 80% of your rides should be on, you know, communication, soft and supple horses and, you know, only 20% on the actual maneuvers like the barrels and poles and such. So keep that in mind when you work your horses during the week and change it up. Go out on the trail, you know, work in the arena, just mix it up. The next question is, my colt will not walk forward under saddle without a horse to follow. Okay, so um, you definitely missed some steps there. Again, go back to groundwork, get in a round pin, or if you don't have a round pin, get on a lunge line and have a whip with a tail on it or a plastic bag, whatever, and teach them when you point and cluck to move forward. If they don't, wave the whip. Um, if they don't, then whack the ground. If they don't, then whack their hip. So it's kind of like ask, ask, take. So you, and the same thing in the saddle. So if you teach it on the ground, it's going to flow into the saddle. So again, you point, you cluck, that's your ask. Then you hit the ground, that's your ask. Then you hit them on the butt, that's your take. And that's why you need a whip with a, 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 a string on the end. But make sure you desensitize as much as you sensitize. So when you get, you know, you want to desensitize a horse to a whip, rub it all over their body, uh, you know, banging around on the ground, you know, helicoptered over your head. You know, make sure they're not afraid of it. It's just an extension of your arm. It's not a cruel weapon. Um, and it's just a go forward cue and a way to increase your pressure. So again, do it on the ground forward. Make sure you can get them to go forward, left and right. Um, even back and forward as well uh, towards you, not just left and right. But do that all on the ground. And then, in the, then be saddled and have your bit and reins, but also have your lunge halter and rope and have the ground person do all, everything they've already gotten good on the ground and let the rider just be the passenger going forward. And then eventually having the passenger, the rider take over more of the cues, but the ground person is still there. And then eventually you'll be able to do it all from the rider and the rider will have used the same cues they established on the ground with ask, ask, take. So reins forward, energy forward, cluck, kick, and then spank on the hip. And uh, eventually they'll learn to go forward. But before you do all that, make sure you have face flexing, disengage the hindquarters, because <clears throat> if anything goes wrong, that will be your emergency break and your get your focus on you cues. So um, keep that in mind as well. So and it's good to teach loose rein woe from the ground before you go into the saddle. If they'll stop to your body language and your voice on the ground, they'll definitely stop to your body language and your voice in the saddle as well. So make sure you teach all that. So those are the three things I would do. And then question, how to get my horse to turn a barrel without heavy hands? Um, if your horse is not turning barrels or not raiding barrels and they're a free running horse, it sounds like the cart's put in front of the horse. You need to go back to basics. 
do a bunch of rate work. So walk the barrels, stop before the barrels, and then walk around them. Trot to the barrels, stop before the barrels, walk around them. And do that for a very long time. And then eventually move into transitions. Do work away from the barrels. Get where you can um, post trot and do a loose rein woe in the corner of, of the arena, in each corner. Um, get where you can post trot the length of the arena and sit jog the, the short sides just off your body without having to pull on their face. Um, make sure they are broken the face left, right, and down. That's good. But also do loose rein riding. Um, do the four corner drill where you um, walk, trot, or lope, and you have a go cue where they're more extended on the length, and then sit for rate and collect the stride or shorten the stride, slow down before the circle, and then do your circles one handed like a ten foot circle, and do all four corners with a ten foot circle one direction and then go the other direction started a walk then a post trot sit jog then an extended lope collected lope or canter lope whatever you prefer to call it also the d pattern is great for that they'll get teach them to rate off your seat turn off your seat and your leg um, you want to get these horses working off your eyes your body which is your shoulders your hips your seat and your legs um, and you need to go back to the barrels and trot them for a month no loping just walk and trot them only for a full month until they want to rate and turn a barrel without your hands but literally from your body and legs and where you're looking so uh, definitely slow things down and get things back under control next question uh, tips for a long road trip to world so a lot of you are heading out this weekend to perry georgia First and most important thing is get your equipment of your rig running safe. Make sure your truck has a, you know, all its fluids. Check the lug nuts, the tire pressures. Make sure you have spares. Um, pack the bearings on that horse trailer. Make sure the floor is safe. Always pack water on the road, especially as hot as it is. For the uh, show, you're going to want mats because they're cement floors. Um, you're going to want to bring some pelleted bedding. If you, they provide the bedding, you're going to want pelleted bedding because it absorbs some moisture and then shavings over the mats and the pelleted bedding um, and try to keep everything in the middle of the stall so they don't cast themselves on the walls. And then um, make sure you bring fans and extension cords and a hose. Um, I, I personally like to bring um, stuff for breathing and for soreness as well, because they're going to be stalled more. So you can bring your traditional medicine, uh, bring your banamine and your butte and all that. But you can also bring some natural products. Like I love breathe essential oil. I'll let them breathe it right before competition. You know, as I'm tacking up right, right in their nostrils and open up their airways right from the bottle. They can breathe it and both nostrils. Um, I also put it a couple drops on their lung points before competition especially in this hot, humid weather. I also love Balance, the grounding blend. It's calming, but it also gets the blood circulating, and I'll put that on the coronary bands. A couple drops massaged all around the coronary band. So those are important things to have. But in my um, performance tracker, barrel racing log, in the back page is a checklist of what to bring with you to barrel races. Um, the other thing about Perry, Georgia is the youth should all be run in one arena and the teens in another arena. Um, most likely, uh, not positive on that, but if that's the case, um, if you can get an exhibition ticket that, and it's your first time there on your horse, that would be great because it'd be a good confidence builder for both you and your horse to be able to 
see what they're thinking and get them focused and relaxed on you. When you make your first run, just treat it like any other arena you've been to similar to it and you know how they react in that kind of arena. So maybe if you go to Jacksonville or PacWest in Ocala, um, any of those arenas that are enclosed and you know how your horse runs in a building um, or Kissimmee feels a little bit different, but um, you know, make sure you, when you're going down that alleyway that you line up with third and you find your arc and your first barrel, you're going to be coming in kind of blind to your first barrel. So make sure you're focused on your spots and you got their attention to get to your spots. As soon as you leave first barrel, think about moving over right away. It's a 14, 15 second pattern. So you want to move over and look at the fence and ride to the fence for a second and third, really focus on straighter longer. So make sure you get, you know, they find that first barrel, look at, don't look at the barrel, but look at your spots, your arc and you're in the hole or spot one and then spot one and two. But when you're going across the pin, think about looking and riding to the fence, two hands square all the way. So, and that's the key stuff. And then, you know, just make sure you run home all the way to the timer. Visualize your run in there um, from the alleyway to the alleyway, the entire run, but don't overthink it. Once you visualize it, breathe, relax, and just run your normal run. Um, the more calm and focused you are and focused on maybe just riding to your spots and being in the moment, the better you're going to do. And your horse is going to be more relaxed too. So I really hope everybody at Youth World enjoys yourselves, has fun. And the extra care you give your horses, massages, TheraPlate, MagnaWave, Beamers, chiropractic, whatever you can do while they're there. Turn out, graze them, walk them, you know, anything you can do, keeping them cool and happy. Uh, poultices, uh, you know, if you use a liniment. I also like to take my um, professional, excuse me, my dynamite um, free choice minerals with me. And I always have the loose salt and loose minerals in their stall for them because they're going to be sweating. Um, so I love having that free choice salt and minerals in there for them in their little mineral dishes. And, you know, they take what they need. They'll do the enzyme if they're having any barometric pressure issues or maybe gut issues uh, or need to replenish some electrolytes. They'll go for the black is mine. If they're just sweating a lot and they want to replace their salt, they'll go for the pink salt, the tr natural trace uh, salt. And if they're lacking in um, uh, the uh, minerals, they'll go after the um, <clears throat> the two-to-one or the one-to-one to get their, uh, their uh, potassium, uh, excuse me, not potassium, Sorry, I was looking at another paper I wanted to talk about today um, to get their, uh, oh, what am I trying to say here? Phosphorus. There we go. That was the word I was looking at. Their calcium and their phosphorus uh, ratio correct. So one to one is equal calcium and phosphorus, and two to one is um, more calcium than phosphorus. So if you feed alfalfa, you could do just one to one, and if you feed just grass haze, like Timothy or Orchard or Bermuda, Bahia, whatever, um, then you'd want to do the two-to-one. That would have more calcium. So, But you can actually put out all four and let them pick what they want. Um, the other thing is magnesium. Those are good things, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now. Um, Dynamite has a product, which I'm dealing with now that my horses are getting older. Um, e, you've probably heard of EMS, the uh equine metabolic syndrome a lot of times when horses age they have trouble uh dealing with um you know just just like women go through menopause whatever horses have changes too they they can possibly be starting cushing's disease 
um, laminitis. It can be an insulin resistance issue. It can be any kind of metabolic disorder. You could work with your vet to find out what's going on. Um, but it just like humans, if they get too much insulin uh, in their levels, in their muscles, um, it just causes issues. Um, so, you know, by putting the, uh, it's like one ounce a day, you would add um, some symptoms of EMS is if they're drinking and urinating excessively, they have fat deposits in the shoulder, rump, eyes, or crusty necks that are thick and hard, uh, general obesity, um, depression, lethar lethargic, sensitive in the flank or the barrel. Let's see here. There's quite a few. They can also have the thick curly coat, which is hard to shed or sometimes patchy shedding and odd sweating patterns. Um, especially in the Cushing's horses, but it can also be pre present in laminitis or insulin resistant horses too. Impaired immunity or lowered resistance to infections like skin or dental infections are particular as well. Tendency to founder, um, also towards winter laminitis episodes. And there can be a various, uh, varying degrees of muscle tightness or even tying up. So general EMS horses um, include a low-carb, high-fiber diet with a low-sugar starch uh, hay. So generally, you're going to want to feed like Timothy hay and uh, a little bit of alfalfa, but mainly uh, no feed like that. You know, um, you want to increase magnesium and chrome, chrom, chromium. Ugh, I can't say it. Chromium, 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 sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's just been a long day. I've done quite a bit and it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. Let's see here. Also, um, so what, what um, Dynamite offers is two products for that. Easy Balance um, is my favorite. Um, it is actually chelated uh, magnesium and highly absorbable chromium. I'm going to say that wrong all day long. It also has organic cinnamon and other natural ingredients to support the natural blood sugar and thyroid levels, as well as maintaining strong endocrine and nervous system. Cinnamon has been discovered to have a valuable in the treatment of diabetes and insulin resistance. It also helps to balance blood sugar. So, so those are things to consider if you're dealing with any EMS problems metabolic issues with your horses and then like I mentioned on the free choice minerals those are awesome to have around in the uh, year round because hay changes grass changes weather changes but um, I just keep that out all the time that's basically your macro minerals and your um, salts and then of course you can do your amino acid chelated minerals in the form of a vitamin mineral supplement dynamite is one ounce pellet that you give once a day. So in addition to the free choice minerals, and then they're covered for everything that they're maybe not getting through the soil and the hay that grows in the soil because most um, grounds are deficient in something. So that way you're covering all your bases. And I don't, you know, I don't feed feed personally because I don't have any hard keepers. Um, everybody is, I'm sure different on that, but I don't have any hard keepers, so I just do hay only, Timothy or Orchard, depending on who has the best when I go to get hay with some alfalfa. Um, let's see here. So the topic for today is learn by do, not by watch. And I really suggest um, having the coach 
uh, helping you because the coach can suggest changes. So whether it's a trainer near you that you can go see weekly or it's a virtual coach like me that can help you in virtual lessons with a video phone call or um, your video reviews on the Coach Now app in slow motion. But my experience has been, um, I have, you know, through lessons and clinics, um, my finding is if I demonstrate something, I people still do it wrong. I can be right in front of them in a private lesson or a clinic and demonstrate on a horse how to do something, and they still will do it wrong until they actually do it, and then I have to coach them how to do it. And sometimes, like when people send me videos that they're doing an exercise, a TLC drill, I have to coach that drill on things that they could change different. So just like anything in life, like let's say changing the oil on the four-wheelers or the lawnmower um, and the tractor, I didn't used to feel comfortable doing that. Now I can do it easily because of practice. So my experience is that's how most people learn. Some people can watch a video or read a book and go out and try it and get it done. But most people learn by actually doing things. Um, and sometimes they need help, you know, with someone coaching them along the way. So that's why um, I think the video reviews are so important um, for training and competition. Because sometimes things you're doing at home are magnifying when you do it in competition. So a lot of times, like number one, I see people doing my drills wrong. Or number two, there's mistakes on the pattern. Number three, it could be rider cue. Number four, it could be timing or feel in the moment, whether it's training or competition. And number five, it could just be positioning of the horse. Um, so I honestly feel like uh, lessons, clinics, and reviewing videos one-on-one -on -one is truly the best way for people to get better at things. Um, the second best way is just the more horses you can ride, the more time in the saddle, the better you're going to get. But um, obviously, we all have to start somewhere. We all have to learn. So, so I do feel horses are your best um, teachers. But if you're not doing it in a way that the horse understands, you have to, that's why number one, the lessons, the clinics, and the video reviews, virtual coaching has to come first. And then the horses will be your teachers after that, once you understand the other five things that I mentioned. So, so keep that in mind um, when you are doing your, uh, your training with your horse. Um, understand that so often, like, here's the thing, like you can join a bunch of groups out there like Clinton Anderson and between the reins and, uh, feel, feel, I don't know what their names are, but there's a bunch of those online memberships and you can watch hours and hours of videos and then you can go outside and try it. But if they're not coaching you, and not through an email, not through just words and email, but actually looking at your video and giving you feedback on your video, there's a pretty good chance you're not doing it the same way they're doing it. And that's where the coaching comes in play. So like I said, so often people will say, oh yeah, I do your drill. And I'll say, okay, send it to me. And it's wrong. Or they'll say, oh yeah, I'm doing slow barrels. They'll send it to me and it's wrong. So that's why I think it's key that not only do you 
watch videos and read books and, and listen to podcasts and do all that that keeps your mind inspired, keeps your mind motivated and helps you learn mentally. But physically, you truly need a coach in person or a clinic or a video uh, review or breakdown. All of those things will get you to that next level because someone else's experienced eyes are going to say, hey, what about this? Change your hand position, change your seat, change your leg, change where you put your horse. Um, your horse isn't using their butt enough. They're floating their shoulder. They're over bending in their head and neck, whatever. They're not collecting. They're not using their butt. There's so many little details and everything that just adds up. So, so anyways, I just want you guys to keep that in mind and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here today. But again, um, I love this virtual coaching group. I love the mix that you can be independent and watch all the videos in the group. You can go to the members only page or you can send me questions. And of course, you get your video reviews too. So it's kind of the best of all worlds. So I hope you all are enjoying it. And um, the new prices uh, for the group is $20 a month or $200 a year, which saves $40. And um, you, like I said, you'll get, you can have two videos a week of that and it could be training or competition along with all the other benefits of the group, including the email that you get with the training notebook. So if ever you're stumped on something, your horse is having a problem, there are chapters in there on what drills to use for what problems or how to train them on the barrels. All of those things are in the book as well. So don't forget to read that notebook um, and watch those videos. Thank you guys for tuning in and as always, ride with heart and God bless everybody.